Home is behind, the world is ahead, and there are many paths to tread. Unlikely friends set forth on adventures throughout the Lone Lands. Their journeys will change the course of their lives and, perhaps, the fate of Middle-earth itself. This is The Unsung Tales, a one-ring actual play on the Happy Jacks RPG Network. Hello, and thank you for joining us for session number 18 of The Unsung Tales, a one-ring actual play on the Happy Jacks RPG Network. To find all the sessions of this game, you can visit happyjacks.org, Unsung Tales. No the, we just leave out the the, Unsung Tales. And to find all the shows on the Happy Jacks RPG Network, you can visit happyjacks.org. My name is Kimmy. I am your lore master for this game. I use she, her pronouns. Um... And yeah, we are using safety tools tonight, so don't forget about that. We do have a lines and veils sheet that we've all filled out. We also have X cards. And let's go around and remind ourselves of our wonderful fellowship for this game. Let's start over here. Aww. Hi, everybody. Uh, I am Kadave. I will be playing Hanar of Durin's Folk, a dwarf that has found his way into elven lore entirely by accident. <laughs> Uh, and thinks it's pretty cool, and thinks maybe long-term thinking here, like, elves are leaving, we're the next longest-lived race, maybe we take over all that weird lore stuff. Mm. It's a thing. Uh, we're both he, him, and yeah, we're about to find something cool. Or terrifying, we're both. Yep. Hey everyone, my name is Ray, he, him, and I am playing Badindor, the Ranger of the North, who we will see what happens to when he descends into the depths of wherever the heck we are. And uh, just a heads up, if you're listening to this episode, Ray is joining us. He's being beamed in from Las Vegas. So if his audio sounds a little bit different, that's because he's not actually here in studio with us tonight, but we're very glad that he was able to make it. So thank you so much, Ray. Yay. <laughs> Yay technology. Yeah. It's coming from space. Ah. <laughs> Hi guys. I'm Kai. I use he they and she pronouns. Uh and I play Erland of Mithland, a elf of Linden who is just doing their very best. Uh Erland uses he and they pronouns and is a shipwright of the ships of the Grey Havens. Uh, and is also maybe a little power hungry. Just a little. <laughs> Just a taste. <laughs> Fun. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Sam. I play Runa of Bree, a treasure hunter, um, who is real excited to find out what's in this ruin that we're in right now. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, just a short recap. So last session, which was a little while ago because we missed last week playing, um, you were in Swanfleet, which is this marsh area in Middle-earth. It's uh, not very well known because it, it, it it's very difficult terrain to get through. Uh, you need a guide of some type. Um, you were lucky enough to bribe some talking otters to be your guides. Um, you managed to also make friends with the wise woman who lived in the swamp because of Runa's quick thinking with knowing how much crones like herbs. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, bring a gift basket. Yes, exactly. Um, so uh, you made friends with them um, and they had you prove yourselves. Um, they, uh, one, the, the leader came out and nailed a bird skull to a tree 
and then left you for the night because that's not creepy or weird. And you were able to then um, that that summoned what was called the ghost bird, which has a lot of lore in the in Swanfleet about being kind of like a judgment, uh, a spirit of that comes and like you know decides who's worthy and who is not, who is just and who is not. Um, and in battle, you very soundly and very quickly, very quickly. Uh, defeated the ghost bird um, and also found some clues that it is not actually a ghost at all um, but uh, or a bird or even a bird yeah <laughs> name is all lies <laughs> yes <laughs> but uh, some sort of humanoid on stilts um, which is now somewhat at least a little a bit injured um, and they fled into the marsh and you were victorious and proved yourselves so the next day the crones um led you most of the way to the sunken palace, but they're very slow walkers. So uh, Lord Paddlefoot uh, showed up to help you once again and uh, took you to the sunken ruin, which was where the sleeper is supposed to be. Um, it's And it turned out to be this incredible elaborate palace um, from ages ago. Uh, like thousands of years ago, that was of elvish design, but dwarvish build, which is a very strange, a little bit like, what thing for Middle Earth? And you found your way down um, what would have been a tower, but it had sunk, so it was more like a spiral stairway down into underneath the, the marsh. And at the bottom of that stair stairway was a hall, um, that was a round shape, sort of like a, a hallway that was around a larger round room in the center of what is a large tower. And carved on the sides of, the, uh, of this wall were, uh, was the story basically of the forging of the rings of power, which everyone had very different kind of reactions to, um, including our ranger who was aghast and very upset about it. And uh, yeah, and it, it, it came to your... Uh, you, you basically came to the understanding that this was built by Celebrimbor to hold his greatest treasure. And for those of you just tuning in to all things uh, Silmarillion and Tolkien history, Celebrimbor was the greatest uh, of, of after, you know, his grandfather. Sure. Uh, <laughs> the uh, less problematic one. His very problematic grandfather uh, was one of the greatest elven um, crafts persons uh to exist and he was the one who oops accidentally taught Sauron how to forge the rings of power so, oops and still oops. somehow is the less problematic one of his line yeah really <laughs> really <laughs> somehow everyone still likes him um so yes and uh so the fact that this this building houses his greatest treasure could be anything it could be an incredible weapon it could be another ring it could be who knows so there's so many things and every person in our fellowship went through and kind of had their own moment of imagining what what it might be and i think that's where we ended last time right is that everything yeah, I think so, all the important yeah. stuff okay okay very exciting all right um so you were all wondering um just so we have kind of a, an agreement on how the layout is. This is what would have been a uh, a, a large uh, tower 
It's it's a round shape, somewhat similar to kind of the palace that you saw in Anuminus. Um, but it has sunk so far into the ground that you the, you you just barely, as you were um, at the top, saw kind of the dome at the top of this tower sticking out of the marsh. So when you came in, the tower you came in, actually, it should have been like a large round tower with smaller towers um, on the northeast, southwest of it. Um, you came in one and you went down underneath. So you were at basically at the bottom of a tower, even though you're basically way underground right now. Or under marsh. Under water adjacent. Technically <laughs> ground. Under muck. Muck. Yeah, yeah, there you go. go. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. you have you're in this small hallway that is out the like the outer edge of this tower. And so you have a wall to one side, which is the outer wall, which has muck on the other side of it. And you have a wall on the inside, which probably has a room or something. Mm. So um, it's very dark. I know you have your amazing torch, yep. your dwarven torch. Um, and as you continue to walk around this hallway, um, you just see uh, more history. Um, and uh, of the forging of the rings, you see scenes of Celebrimbor's forge and what must be his apprentices. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a, another... His apprentices' forges or, like, remains of his apprentices? No, no, no. Like, carved in the wall. <laughs> oh, like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, like, it beans. Clarification. Yes, yeah, thank yeah. you. That's an important, very important. No, this is, uh, like, scenes carved into the wall. Gotcha, okay. So... Um, <laughs> there are no no remains here in this part. It's just oh, this beautiful cool. carving on the wall. Um, and again, it's scenes that were obviously dictated or 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 described to dwarves because it is clearly dwarvish construction. Um, the carvings as well. Yes. Okay. So this entire you can tell all of this um, was made by dwarves. Specifically, Hanar, you'd be very familiar with this. Um, but these are obviously very um, specific and personal. Like, these are, like, daily... Like, there is the forging of the rings, which is a huge moment. But uh, as you go around the edges of this tower, it, there's moments that are, like, more day-to-day. -day. Like, this is, like, almost like Celebrimbor's memories have been carved onto these walls. Kai just got... <laughs> His eyes get big sometimes. Just like, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Erland is obviously scribbling furiously. Mm -hmm. I think I said that last time. The, yeah. the notebook is already out. But um, I think my important question is, is there anything, given the depth of knowledge that does exist about Celebrimbor, um, is there anything that seems either purposely missing or added that seems out of place? Uh, would you roll lore for me, please? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> lore? I hate rolling lore. It's not the one thing I always succeed in this game. I say that now. Okay, we're good. I succeed. It's nothing special. But uh, yeah, I more than I more than succeed. We're mm -hmm. good. Um, you you are able to recognize some of the people on the wall here, um, and knowing history the way you do it very clearly places this, the building of this building 
because there are very flattering images of uh, who you know must be Anatar. Um, spoilers. That is the beautiful fake persona that Sauron put on to trick the elves into helping him make the ring. And he was basically the most fair, the most charming, the most amazing being at that time. Um, but eventually everyone figured out who he was. <laughs> but at, so at this time, the fact that the carvings are flattering and depicting him in a very, very good way show that this building was built before they knew of the One Ring yeah. and the betrayal. Um, and there is also another figure that you don't know the name of, who is very prominent in a lot of these carvings, um, as uh, it looks like almost like they were like the main apprentice or the the protege oh, okay. of Celebrimbor, and um, they are very clearly featured through a lot of this as well. Is there any text with these images, or is it just images? Not in this part. Okay. There's just these images. Can I roll to see if Barandor knows that as well? Or sure. recognizes? Yeah, possibly. absolutely. Okay. What do I roll? You'll roll lore for me, please. Okay, so I have uh, I have two in lore. All right. Which means... You're going to roll, roll your feet die and then two d6s. If you okay. switch the... Two, so we see him live. Two d6 and then a... Uh, what was the... Uh, the d12. D12, okay. I rolled a three, a three, and a two. Oh, <laughs> so that's no. All <laughs> okay, well, um, I'm going to say that's probably a miss. If you look at the the target number above it, definitely, yeah. All right, so Barandor is just the himbo ranger yeah. goddess. Well, <laughs> you, you would know a lot of your people's history. So if this had mm -hmm. been like Numenorian, but this is like way before even Numenorian, uh, Numenor sank. So this is gotcha. like, this is like so far back. It, like even rangers probably don't have a lot of stories left from this period. So it, it makes sense. You wouldn't necessarily know. You you definitely recognize the forging of the rings, because like everyone would be like, oh, like they're making three rings. That's that's important. We know what that is. Um, <laughs> but you wouldn't necessarily know the main players from literally thousands of years beyond before your current people. Okay, um, okay. so Berender is gonna look. Kind of quizzically at that figure of uh, what was it, Sauron's pretend name? Anatar. Anatar. Anatar, and kind of furrow his brow and look towards the other and be like, "Do you notice that this one in particular is very fair and very handsome? This seems to be held in quite high regard." Yes, because it's a facade. A facade. Really? And I go up and no. put <laughs> it on there. <laughs> no, that's that is the lieutenant of the greatest of darknesses. That is Sauron, the bringer of Melkor's wrath. And he came here. Well, no, but he plays very prominently in this tale. Hmm. It's this one and. Uh, Erlen points to the apprentice and points to them again and again. This is the one I don't know. And I think they might have something to do with this facility. This mm. palace. 
out of character question, mm-hmm. do we know like what the fate of Celebrimbor was? Like, is that sort of a general? Since he seems famous enough that we'd all be like, oh yeah, I've heard of that guy. Um, y- you would know that he died. Yes. Um, y- uh, Erlen would definitely know his whole life story. Um, but uh, whether it was like the whole story of every of how he well, sure, but, but yeah, I mean, he... just like. Was there like some big betrayal moment? Like, did he get stabbed at the forge when they were making the rings? Or no, no, no. He made okay. it. He made it through all that, um, and he actually made it to the Second Age and uh, the War of uh, the Ring, I believe. Mm. Right. I think so. I have to double check that real quick. I know. I'm like, Celebrimbor is. We're, getting, look, we're I... doing a deep dive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if if it's not even something that you guys can pull out of the air, then I, I assume that the average dwarf doesn't know anything about that. Yeah, I mean he's I, yeah. super famous. It's just one of those things that sure. because there's not a lot written about the Second Age. Yeah, it's like he died at some point. He was killed by Sauron. Yeah. Um, okay. But it was it but was not a, like right. Yeah, there, Second right. Age like yeah, more was, than halfway was through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, there we go. But it was after uh, like a lot of like Moria had fallen and a lot of things. So it was a it was a time after the forging of the rings. And there was forgiveness yes. for him having a hand in the forging of the ring. Um, Other elves forgave Celebrimbor? Everyone kind of did. Okay. Um, because he, he was like one of the greatest creators to ever live in Middle-earth. Sure. So he posted um, like an apology video. Yeah, it exactly. He was one that actually worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Just him yeah. crying on camera for an hour. Yeah. I didn't uh, know that was Sauron. <laughs> <laughs> um, you probably um, after uh, Berendir, you probably when it was like brought to you, you, you probably do know the story of how Sauron betrayed the elves. Like he 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 tricked them, and that's where he got the name the Great Deceiver mm-hmm. uh, to forge the rings. So you would probably know that story for sure as as one of the rangers. Um, you may not know it well enough to like recognize the actual image of him but once Erlen mentions that you would then be very familiar with that part of the story um as you continue walking around there is um an a a doorway you see it's a like a little small arch that goes into like a hallway that leads into the the inner area yeah I think as we travel, Erland is just keeping track of that mm-hmm. uh, protege as often as he can find in any of relief. Okay. Yeah. Um, in the in the full uh, 360 degree hallway at the bottom, um, there's like eight separate scenes, mm-hmm. and he appears in five of them. So okay. he uh, is not in the one of the final like forging of the rings, though. Sure. So, um, Celebrimbor's there, Anatar's there, um, but the, the apprentice is not in that one. Well, this seems to be our path. Is it we go. a door there or is it open hall? It's like an open, like oh, a, yeah. an arch that goes into like a hallway. There's not an actual physical door. It's a doorway. Sure. Entryway. Better. Uh, I would like to spend a minute and really check that hallway, like, mm-hmm. see if there's 
anything suspicious about any of the bit of the entryway to this inner sanctum of mm-hmm. this tower? Um, as you kind of like like bring your torch up, you see that uh, it leads to uh, a full entryway. Like there's like the door arch, and it leads to what is sort of uh, I can't think of a word right the word right now, but uh, your vestibule. That's not the word I was thinking. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good call. But that's a good word. Antechamber? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, oh. an antechamber. There we go. Um, and it is inc- like there's these two stunning elven figures that are carved, and they are very clearly representative of uh, like the the Velar, one of the, some of the gods. Um, one is completely covered in gold, and it has. It it's not tarnished. You can tell it's um, a, a like a thin layer in certain places. It's starting to kind of pull up and peel up off the stone that it's on, and in um, and in its hand, it's holding the like the representation of the sun. Um, and you would recognize at the, there is the sun, and then at the center of the sun, there is a flower, and then the other one that is kind of mirrored on the other side is covered completely in silver. And it is holding a representative, like like the moon, and in there there's a leaf. So, and they're just they're just standing there and are incredibly beautiful. Um, but you can see that they've been here a very long time. Hmm. We should say that Erlen's looking at them. He's still taking notes in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You do see down at the bottom of these statues uh, strange little bundles of uh, herbs and different like uh, like twigs and things that are have been woven together. Almost like offerings, kind of. It seems like offerings, yeah. Oh. Um, so it seems very clear that uh, at least the crones, who knows who else. But are you like use this as a place of of worship in a way? Um, are these statues the only thing in the room? Um, those are the most prominent things. There, there are some other scenes carved also in there, but this is more of like a an entryway into what is a, a larger room beyond it. Okay. So in this room, yes. Okay. Gotcha. Is it safe? I, I think so. Oh, those are beautiful. If you want to roll scan yeah. or something. Let me just double check. I'm, <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> oh! Uh, success with a tangle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, looking at this room... You will, you see that uh, underneath, there's a few places where it doesn't look like it's been naturally pulled up. The gold on these statues, the the gold on the sun statue pulled up and it's black marble underneath. Um, but you also notice down below where they're like the, the, the place where it had been pried up. It looks like someone took like something like a crowbar and was trying to pry it off. Um, there is a dark stain on the marble underneath oh. there. Cool. <laughs> These statues can stay here. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I think I would go up 
and touch the base of the moon statue mm -hmm. just to like feel the metal you know mm -hmm. get a sense of it yeah uh just, I mean, incredibly high quality silver like there there is a literal fortune uncovering these statues in this room and it's actually silver it's not like it's absolutely mithril. yeah it's not mithril. Okay. yeah that would be <laughs> that would be wild. That would be a wild that amount of money. <laughs> well, I mean, who yeah. knows? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good question. Uh, but no, it's it's yeah. definitely very pure silver and gold. Um, and Is nothing... the silver tarnished? Because gold doesn't tarnish, but silver would... A, a, a little bit in places, but it is finely crafted dwarven slash elven silver, which I'm going to say doesn't tarnish because I want it to okay. look pretty in this shot. So. Sure, right on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, seeing Hanar enter, Erlen finally looks in and sees these two statues. Are they actually Orome and Aule? They, they are representations okay. of that. Yeah, obviously, they're not yeah. the real Valor. Yeah, but they they look like they look different than you usually see them depicted in Elvish, like they depictions. <laughs> they do not appear. <laughs> Elves weren't quite that that brazen with their. I feel like if you had skipped out on that detail, I would be upset. Yeah, <laughs> I'm asking today. Right, right. Yes, <laughs> um, but there's just certain things that were like their jaws are a little more square than the elves generally would depict them, and like just a, just slight differences in like what both like the the like the beauty standards and the ideas mm -hmm. of what the Velar would look like. Um, still incredible and beautiful. Um, but it's just kind of interesting, the small details. Mm. Interesting to represent them, I guess, in a place that used to be above ground. Hmm. Runa, what are you doing right now? Um, I think she is probably just staring at the statues. <laughs> statue. Just like... Yeah. Um, As for a treasure hunter, that's just like... No thoughts in head. Look at that. <laughs> Shiny gold. I think I would specifically point out, like, don't... These have to stay. Something got very upset at someone trying to take... And I point out the spot. Oh, yeah. Um, No, they're not going to fit in any of my bags anyway. Sure. Um, also, the depictions of the divine. No, I wouldn't take that. <laughs> right. Well, I mean... Maybe people deserve to see them rather than cast into a swamp. Yes. Baron Deer, what are you doing? Baron Deer is probably mosing about in awe, like museum style, you know, going <laughs> from carving to carving, looking up at the statues, sort of touching the base of it, and uh, has one hand on. Um, or I guess using the spear that he has as sort of like a, a walking stick, just sort of like loosely having it, just kind of weary about the surroundings and the eerie, dark vibes he gets from this place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I, you and probably Runa, you two also, you both would kind of notice that there are a few places that have... Um, like those dark stains on the ground, like generally oh. near things that are like, 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 kind of uh, tempting to treasure hunter types. 
Things that look valuable. Yeah. 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 So the things that Rin is like, oh, I let, oh, oh, there's a dark stain there. I should maybe not do that. Right. Um, I guess I would, Berendir would um, sort of go and, and track the stains and see how old they are, and, you know, if it, you know, what caused them, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to make you roll for that because it's something definitely in your skill set. Um, they were obviously cleaned up, but because of like the age and uh, the, this used to be a beautiful white like marble floor um, that like it's still like stain, kind of su sunk in and stained. Some of them are very old and some of them are maybe a few years old. Um, there's not a huge number of them. But it definitely seems that they did not all happen at one time. Um, and you basically, you kind of get the impression. Um, Runa, you'd probably get this more. You'd probably be clued into this first since mm -hmm. you kind of like, you're, you're, you're linked in with the crones. <laughs> and yeah. you're like, uh, and you get this uh, probably too, Berendir, because you are of a people who protect things that are long past and ruins like this are part of like your heritage unfortunately or fortunately um that there were people who made it down here who were not welcomed and they they met a, a, an untimely and probably a fairly unpleasant fate um does it look like these untimely ends do i see any evidence of like traps around these items or does it look like it doesn't seem like there's any traps. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Hanar definitely with his scan yeah, would have would have picked up on traps. So whatever dispatched of these intruders, um, it was maybe the crones, maybe something else. Like, it's hard to tell. Yeah. The order of the ghost burned. It could be. Someone has been down here protecting these things. Uh, and could still be. Well, if it's who we um, sent back here, I'm not certain I'm concerned, um, but I am worried for their well-being. Yes. And if it's not them, we may want to be concerned. Yes. These are quite beautiful. Not very strange. It is a shame you're right, Hanar, that they're locked away down here well not locked but so far from anyone that would appreciate them i would love to um have these be seen again one day if for nothing else than to prove to our peoples that we have shared history it would be well perhaps someday we could return and bring these back maybe With Take the them back to Rivendell, or, of course. or down to to your city, to see the rest of the elves off into the sea. Perhaps somewhere a bit more accessible to your people. Well, we can get there. Yeah, not forbidden or whatever. No, mm -hmm. I would like that. Hmm. Baron dear, where have you gone? Apparently just looking around. <laughs> Bandier's like crouched over one of the dark spots and just, you know, examining it. There's been violence committed in this place. Oh, there you are. 
Um, I think uh, I'm going to go and check out kind of the, the next... So it's another open doorway further in. Yeah. Um, and as you kind of go in there, you realize that it is um, an entry to a... Siri's about to get super confused. Okay, there. Sorry. <laughs> I was looking things up on my phone and Siri was activated. That would be bad. Um, it, to a large staircase that go, starts heading up, but it's not like a regular staircase that goes like up the center. It sort of weaves and then it disappears. So it kind of goes, it seems like it kind of goes throughout the building, like maybe goes around to the outside mm-hmm. or it, it's hard to say. So unlike the staircase that you came down originally, that is like total normal medieval staircase that like spirals around a central point, this one goes up and then kind of disappears in a curve. Okay. Hmm. Well, I think we're going back up. Let's um, resurface. Yeah. I, I suppose. A bit relieved we're not going further. So we should keep a, an ear out. That um, ghost bird is supposedly here somewhere. Maybe. Perhaps. I suppose it makes sense. From our perspective, we came down and we expected to find something down here at the bottom, but from the perspective of when this place was built, this would be the entrance. Yes. So. Yeah, and you do actually... Um, there, there was, uh, as you're going around the, the, the outside hallway, there was what, the, like, you could see the points of other towers okay. that were like the one you came down. One of them's completely, two of them are completely collapsed and similar to that, so. Well, let's start up the way. <laughs> All right. And, yeah. Are the walls in along the stairwell also decorated? Yeah, just like okay. tons of beautiful carvings. Some of them are like are more um, kind of random things. Um, it seems like this is less of a story than just there's like a lot of birds and a lot of kind of like like just scenery and just beautiful decoration in this part. Nice. Are they birds and scenery local to this area, kind of? Or do no. they look like... Okay. They're not so, huge swans. <laughs> not in this part, no. Um, no, like, you actually very clearly see things from, like, all over mm. Middle-earth. Um, there are things that are clearly, like, of the Blue Mountains and parts up near, um, like, where, like, Elrond and where Rivendell is now. This is obviously pre-Rivendell, but, um, so, like, all of this and just... There's parts that are showing the sea and seabirds and things like that. Birds definitely are kind of a theme throughout. Yeah. And we ascend. Yeah. yeah. Let's keep marching. <laughs> All right. Yep. Um, as you go, you're going to see um, different like doors and room on different sides. Um, and I'm going to leave it up to you. If you decide to enter them or not, um, as you go up, the first one you kind of see um, is a. Uh, th- these actually have doors on them too. This one's beautifully carved, and it has. Um, this one does have like two large, um, like swans, on both sides of it, 
and on the door itself are carved just like beautiful birds of all different types from all over Middle Earth. Um, it's just a stunning piece of artwork. Um, and they all, um, it's almost like um, Audubon, sorry, like where oh. he does, yeah, where he does this beautiful, like very accurate, but also like very beautiful artistic um, drawings of them, except it's, they're, they're carved. So these are not stylized. These are like made to look like these real birds and down to like the feathers and the proportions of like some of them have like wings open with like their beautiful flight feathers showing um, just all over this doorway. Is the door stone or wood? Uh, the, the door itself is very fine wood. Okay. Um, but the, there, is a, there are carvings in the stone around it as well. Is the door, does it show any sign of anyone having entered recently? Does the door open in or out? Uh, the door opens inward um, into the room. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it does seem like the, a lot of, you, you would expect there to be a lot of dust on this stairway and things like that. And there's not a lot of dust. And mm. there's not a lot of dust on like kind of the, the entryway on the floor for this door. Um, if nobody stops me, I'm going to knock on the door. Carolyn's yeah. <laughs> like, I need this door. Yeah. Probably what's inside as well, but the door. Please. You just knock? Just knock. Okay. Yeah. I think as you do that, Barry Door's like, wait! <laughs> wait well, too late. Too late. Just slightly too late. She does this. Yeah. It's, she does. Um, you can hear kind of like the hollow mm-hmm. echoing in the room beyond. Um but there's no no sound or like there's no answer and it, okay. you don't hear any rustling or movement in there um is it locked it is not okay let's go in okay right behind her <laughs> um beyond that uh you go in um this door is on the outside of the tower so you're this the the stairway has it like goes to the inside of it. So the outside wall of the tower uh, is part of this room and you can see part of it's caved in um, and uh, muck from the, the swamp has kind of filled part of this room. It sort of stopped itself up so it's not like completely filled with that, but it's done a lot of damage. Um, there are similarly carved um, like furniture around this room um, that have those birds all over it um, of different types. And my brain, never mind. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, but, but a lot of that is now like covered with mold or completely disintegrated because of the moisture that's been in this room. Okay. Um, one of the most interesting things about the room is on the ceiling are painted um, like this beautiful fresco of like the sky with birds flying. Um, so <laughs> this is beautiful, Kimmy. That's all. Awesome. So yeah. pretty, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's hard to tell. It looks almost like this was made to be like a bedroom. Okay. Um, so it's hard to tell. Some of the furniture's fallen apart, um, but there's like what is very clearly a like a dining table with beautiful chairs and all these things. No, nothing's set, so there's not, like, plates out, like something terrible happened. Um, and there's nothing, like, no fabric or anything. It seems mm-hmm. like none of that was was 
put here at any point, but there's the the base wood furniture of what would be very clearly a living space of some type. Are there any signs of things or people going in and out of this room? There are. So uh, again, I'm not going to have you roll because you're a ranger. You'd notice these things. <laughs> Most people would notice hey. these things. Hey. Um, but yeah, it's very clear that uh, someone or something has been using this room. Um, whether it's, it's like uh, there's a, a, a pile of things kind of in the corner that are kind of just basic living things. There's a like pottery. And um, if you go look, there's like some dried food and things in there. So this living space was for, made for someone a long time ago. Someone has been using it much more recently, like this week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so there are some things, it looks like um, there's a, uh, like a, a cot in the corner that's put on, um, like some straw and things like that very humble um and none of it is things from this place so whoever has been living here is very specifically chosen not to break or take things from this palace they brought things in my friends look i believe someone has taken up residence in this Ruinous, cavernous, beautiful room. And points to the pottery, the, the little kai, all those things. It would make sense that our ghost bird would roost in such a bird decorated enclosure. <laughs> uh, Erland was not paying attention until suddenly everyone was talking again. Erland was staring at the table, just locked on that table. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Beautiful. Having big thoughts about home decor for his very empty home. Um, <laughs> big brain. Yeah. You host such great parties with that table. Um, we think this is the ghost, the ghost bed. Who would suspect as much? Um. They seem to be quite humble as far as means of living. From the, uh, oh, what was her name? Mother. Oh, yeah. From the crone. The crone. The lead crone lady. What's the crone lady's name? Uh, Mother Windrith. Mother Windrith. Yeah. From Mother Windrith's description, uh, it seems as if they are more servant of the area so i would expect them to live humbly so especially if they've been doing it for hundreds of years maybe i mean yeah uh, uh, i'm gonna go and smell like sniff the cot and the thing does <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> um does the smell remind me of anything uh, I'm gonna have you roll scan for that. That's like very specific. What, you don't okay. want to lick a stranger's bedroll? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I have two in scan plus the d12. And I rolled a five and a three on the d6s and a three on the d12 for a total of 11. Okay, and what's your your target number above that for wits? My, my target number for wits yeah, is three. 
Oh, no, what's your wits number above? Uh, oh, it's 17, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, so you don't quite make it. So, the you know what? The the marsh and just the, the smell of the marsh having, like, filled up so much of this room is so permeating. It's hard to... It's hard to, to know. Um, there's something that smells a little familiar, but also... You spend a lot of time in kind of outdoor marshy areas, so. Uh, but yeah, so nothing, nothing that like is super specific about that. Anything it smells of the swamp around us. I think everything smells of the swamp. I think I smell of the swamp. I think we all do at this point. Um, it's a nice smell. Is it? <laughs> I'm neutral on mm. it. Um, at any rate, our ghost bird friend does not appear to be home unless they're further up in the palace. <clears throat> I wish I could take this whole room back in time. It must have been stunning when it was built. Do yes. all of these birds have a special significance to the elves? Kimmy, do all of these birds have special significance? <laughs> no, it's really interesting. It's it's just a lot. Like, there's some birds that are, like, but some of them are just, like, like something as common as sparrows. It's clearly someone who just likes birds the way that really Erlen likes birds. trees. Yeah. Got it. Sure. Mm -hmm. All right. They're just, um, they're the birds of the world. They're from everywhere. There's nothing, there's no great swans, and I don't mean ghost swans. I genuinely Indeed. mean great swans. Um, uh, also unusual in dwarven craftsmanship to decorate with birds. That is very true. We don't have very many. These are... Occasionally one gets in, and then it's the nightmare. Never what about bats? That. Are there many bats in dormant culture? Oh, indeed! Right. Fascinating. But even they leave at night. They come to us. <laughs> Well, shall we continue upward? I, if this is the first floor bedroom accommodations, I can only imagine what's going to be up higher in the tower. Depends on if the Lord wished to ascend the tower to go to bed. <laughs> All right. Um, so you continue up and uh, a little bit... Farther up the stairway, there's another door. Um, around this door are um, beautiful elves carved. Um, <laughs> just uh, like stunning, like like how the Greeks carve like pinnacles of their culture, like the ideal person. Like these are the pinnacles of elves. They are, don't represent specific elves. They are like the idea of the perfect elf. We found Hanar's elves. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. This is this one. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, they are there. And this door um, on it has um, the, a map of the outline of Valinor and also Middle Earth. Excuse me. Um, so. Uh, Again, like more artistic representations of these things. These aren't made to be used as maps. Mm -hmm. um, 
but they are the ideal. They are an, an idea of these things. I do have a good map. Does this door look like it's been used? Uh, yes, this one does look like it's been used a lot too. Okay. Hmm. This place sees more traffic than I would have expected. <laughs> Especially so deep in the ground. Yeah. Tiny steps. Um, not wanting to be impolite, I'm going to knock again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's entirely the right choice. Yeah. Uh, it, you hear again, like that echo. Mm -hmm. um, this one has a strange kind of uh, resonance to it. So you knock, and it's almost like when you hit a tuning fork, and it runs for a long time, and it's almost, you almost can't hear it anymore. Ooh. Like, you knock, and there's, like, this kind of ringing sound throughout the room beyond, and then it kind of rings and kind of silences. Like, in the same exact tone as the door. Okay. Like the note of the door somehow, like, resonated, almost like a drum. Hmm. I think Erlen tries to hum the note for just a moment longer, longer kind of holding on to it, mm -hmm. thinking about it. Is it is it like a common tone or is it just a beautiful noise? Is it a tone that reminds me of something? Um, it, it might. Um, there's not like, it's not like a specific note from mm -hmm. something, but it definitely reminds you of uh, if you've spent time in elven cities that were for rooms that were made for music uh -huh. that have this perfect acoustic build to them um, and that they they have a, a similar kind of sound ringing sound to them cool this is a room for stories well yeah, we're definitely a library then there. no room of song oh songs how delightful yeah. Is the door locked? No. <laughs> I'm so glad they're not locked. <laughs> it would be like we would be here forever. Existential crisis of like... Do we I mean, I do down? have lock picking skills, but that, that seems rude in here. Yeah. Um, um, I think realizing what all's going on, Erland just pushes the door open. Okay. Yeah. Um, push it open, and this room has a very distinct like dome shape to it. Um, and in the center, there is a single marble. It's not a throne, but it's not just a chair, but it's like an in-between there. So, um, and it's facing the doorway and it's like perfectly in the center and it's raised a bit. So there's a few steps up to sit in this chair here. Hmm. Um, and it's made of white marble. And most of the walls here actually don't have any carvings on them. Um, there are a few places that have, uh, like, wood, um, and it's it's been carved into shapes, but um, it's hollow on the inside. It's basically like like sound traps to keep things from echoing. Um, that then, so the sound goes kind of up into the ceiling um, with this like perfect kind of acoustic echo. And as you walk into the room, you hear that perfect echo of your footsteps as you come in this room. Um, and you do notice as you come in, though, um, there are a ton of little offerings similar to what you saw down below. Mm. And on top of this, um, this seat is this dark uh, black woven cloth 
that has um, knots in it. So it's like it looks like someone like slashed the ni- the the cloth and then tied um, like with a with a knife mm-hmm. and then tied uh, a piece of cloth in the holes that the knife's made. And there it's a huge, huge piece of cloth. Um, you can still kind of see through it. It's like black cheesecloth almost. And there are just hundreds and hundreds of these little knots on this um, on this cloth that is draped over this chair. So like someone slashed up this fabric and then repaired it? Not repaired it. Um, like tied a separate piece piece of cloth in it like a like in a knot more like decorating a slashed garment with Mm -hmm. other pieces of yeah yeah it looked it's more ritualistic so someone's made a hole in there or like you slash a knife you get two little holes they put a like a piece of uh, other cloth through those and tied a knot so it looks it's Hmm. just like this wave of different knots of all different fabrics none of them match the the underlying Mm -hmm. cloth and it's draped over this chair in the center of the room Perhaps it's some accounting of the history of the protectors of this place. What a strange use for this room. Well, if there's no one to sing in it anymore. Does it appear that there's anything under the cloth on the chair? Nope. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you can kind of see through and there's just a chair there. Very nice Hello. chair. Hello. <laughs> As you say that, Varandir, it just like echoes perfectly. Hello, 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 hello. And like it perfectly fades. Ireland hums the same note that resonated in the room before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it perfectly echoes and then like fades off perfectly. I wonder when the last time someone sang a song of any story in this space. We could make it now. Does it seem like this room is made for the enjoyment of people or a person in this room? Or does it seem like it is designed to help project elsewhere? That's a very good question. Asking the smart question. Yeah. <laughs> um, you get the, the feeling, and as, you talk, as you're talking and kind of being musicians, um, as you're talking that the perfect place to listen in this room would be this chair in the center. So it's not made to project sound, it's made to listen. So it's not like, for lack of a better description, at a science museum where they have the chair in front of the big parabolic (laughs) arc, and then there's another chair all the way across the museum in front of another one, and you can talk back and forth to each other, it's not like No, 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 because the the dome is above it, so. Well, yeah, but. Yeah, no, I get it. Cool. I just wanted to be sure. Yeah, yeah. We've had problems with things that see at the distance. I didn't want to have problems with things that talk at a distance. Here, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. That would have been smart, like if I thought of that. <laughs> I think uh, as Hanar's having very smart thoughts, mm-hmm. uh, looking first at Runa and then at Badendir, um Erlen just starts singing. And specifically looking at Berendia starts to sing The Lay of Luthien. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, yeah, it just rings and resonates. And um, the acoustics of the room are so perfect that even if 
not that Erlen would ever be flat or sharp on any note, but if you were, it almost like adjusts. It just like the, it, ma it makes the tones and the, the sound waves like just tweaks them just enough to be perfect almost at every point. That means he just starts playing. Yeah. Singing it way wilder than I think <laughs> he would ever sing it outside of this room. Mm -hmm. um, um, yeah. What, what's the context of this song? Like, what does it sound like? And... Um, it is a beautiful love song um, about oh. uh, figures both of uh, high men and of elves, which is why uh, oh. he is singing it. It is the story of Baron and Luthien and specifically starts with the moment they fall in love. Yeah. They are uh, way back lore. They are uh, the ultimate like love story for that Tolkien wrote. Oh. Um, and uh, Arwen and Aragorn are kind of like a pale reflection. Um, but I see, I see. For, for how much it meant, like Tolkien had uh, Baron and Luthien's names carved on his and his wife's tombstones. Mm -hmm. So that's like um, how deep that love story went for him. So um, they're kind of like the for the elves too. Like they are just kind of the pinnacle of what love means and like how it like goes against everything and how it can can do anything. And, love conquers all. And it's a sign of hope. Yes. Between the peoples, because even though it's a very sad story, it is very sadly, yeah. but. Um, they are the first, like, known big, grand love story between elves and men. Um, and I think singing it and really feeling it and being in the space, Erlen begins to cry. Yeah. Barandur does, too, definitely. You know, kind of doesn't want to, but starts leaking out, especially with one of these numbers. Yeah. And Barandur, you would definitely know the story of Baron and Luthien. So that is uh, definitely something you would know. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, this echoes. And uh, even as like the tears fall, uh, the the there's just like the this. I forget what it is. There's a specific. Uh, a name for a specific like frequency in singing that just has the visceral reaction of making people kind of tear up mm -hmm. and that's sort of what happens with like everyone in the room you, you i'm not saying you have to cry <laughs> but you get that that feeling where you kind of want to cry like in your in your chest that little tightness like when you hear the, this music um, and yeah it's just stunning in this room so is anyone curious about the throne or the cloth or any of that stuff? I keep looking at Runa because Runas are curious. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't touch something, Runa. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. You absolutely don't have to. I think uh, she's finally starting to learn her lesson about touching things. Okay. Uh, so I'm absolutely not sitting in that chair. Okay. Like, no, no, I'm super not supposed to. <laughs> okay, with the stick instead. <laughs> Don't tempt me. Yeah. <laughs> is the whole chair covered? Like this fabric spills out on all sides of the chair, or is it just sort of draped from the front? Or um, does it have a back, or is it more like a stool? Yeah, it has a back. Um, and it's completely carved of marble. Um, it's not a high back though, because it's a low back because it wouldn't want to mess with the harmonics. It's trying to be as low profile as possible while still being comfortable. Um, the the cloth is draped over almost all of it. 
Um, but you can tell based on, because there is um, some dust, because it's been here for literally thousands of years, um, that the cloth is much newer than that. The cloth just has all the signs of being from the crones. Mm. Um, and you can tell that it has um, been pulled up and pulled down many times. Just based on like the the patterns on the floor of the dust and things like that. I think I'd want to see the actual throne then. Like, I'll, I'll lift it up. Okay. In a similar manner, so it doesn't look like I'm dragging it through other dust or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Um, as you're lifting it up, is anyone else close to the throne? I don't think so. Berendir, are you going to get close to the throne with Hannah, or are you going to stay? No, there? I think I'm close to Ar Arlen, whatever Arlen is saying to me. Okay. Um, as you're pulling the cloth up, as you get close to the, the throne, you hear what sounds like singing. Like, the most beautiful oh. singing you've ever heard. It reminds you of the beauty you saw through the Palantir, but this is for your ears. Hmm. As you're and it sounds like because you're, you're kind of like reaching over the throne, it sounds like it's far off. Hmm. Um, Do we hear that? Can I understand the words? Uh, nobody else hears it. <laughs> um, and uh, you might pick up certain words. It's in Elvish. Yeah, I'm rudimentary. Yeah, so that you might, it might be like, you, you pick okay. up a word here and it pick up a word there, um, but the, you, you probably don't get the whole thing. But it is, it is stunning. It is absolutely beautiful. Uh, having revealed the actual chair itself, mm -hmm. is there anything, any inscriptions carved on it? Anything that I can see? Um, there is a, just a, a single elvish word carved um, in the back of the chair. Um, I'm better at reading Elvish <laughs> than I am speaking it. Okay. Or understanding uh, the words. Yeah, so the, the word is just uh, listen and remember. Well, they're not words. Okay, multiple words. It says listen and remember. I mean, that might be one word in Elvish. It's not. It's okay. not. <laughs> uh, I want it to be one word, but then I was like, no, I want it to be and remember. Remember is an important part of it. Okay. So. Uh, I think I will lay the cloth not back over it but out the down the back side mm -hmm. and i'll probably turn to erland and i'll be you need to be here oh. come come you get one point of hope <gasps> wow Ooh. um yeah erland hannah calls him over he's gonna go i, I i'm not good enough to understand what it is telling me. It says, listen and remember. No, no. Come closer, closer. Right. And is going to lean in as Hanar guides mm -hmm. uh, to the, the throne. Mm -hmm. And I think that they think that they're like looking at an inscription or something like that. Yeah. Um, and they just kind of lean in closely and start to look at the, study the details of the throne. Yeah, and as you lean in, you start hearing the singing too. And it is uh, the elves of Aragion. And they are singing full of joy in that time between the defeats of Morgoth and the rise of Sauron when they thought that evil had really been banished from the world. 
So it is a song of such pure beauty and joy that you also get a hope point. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, and I think on top of that, um, the song of it washes over him. Mm-hmm. And this almost crushing doubt that has been sitting with him since well before touching the Palantir is quieted for just a moment to feel the hope and to understand what the twilight truly means. Because mm-hmm. um, hearing the joy that they all have is not something that Erland has ever heard. Yeah. 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 This is, this is like such a pure, like utter joy of like, like evil is gone forever from the entire world and everyone truly believed it. And these are the songs that they wrote to celebrate that. Um, and these are the most, like, the incredibly beautiful elves singing this incredibly beautiful music of hope and joy. And I think what was tears of missing Meren and uh, longing for the love that he used to feel now becomes uh, tears of almost, like, blind hope, just fully streaming down his face. And, like, he pulls out the tails that he's tucked up of his robe from under his cuirass and starts like patting his eyes. <laughs> wow. That's um my my people have not sounded so joyful in my whole life. What is what is distilled here is more than just song. I, I well, I probably gesture to both of yeah. the others. Like, yeah, yeah, come, yeah. Come. Yeah, I think seeing Erlen yeah. so like struck by uh, what he's experiencing, Runa would be super curious. Like, mm-hmm. Well, Baron Deer probably speaks Elvish too, so mm-hmm. yeah, I'll cross on in. Yeah, I just picture all four of us like crouched over this. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's in there? <laughs> the Middle Earth version of sharing. Yeah, Yeah. it's the best song you've ever heard. Yeah, so Baron Deer, for you specifically, um, like this was uh, for a a people who have lost so much hope and who think that their legacy in the world uh, is gone. Not not gone, but like is finite, is ended. Like your line of kings has ended. this would be incredibly moving because you are, for for generations, your people have lived under this darkness of having failed, of having been like the children of the people who betrayed the Valar. And then like some of them, you know, escaped and made the right choice, but then many turned to darkness. Like there's just so many points in your people's history where like the, the frailty and the, the, the corruption of men was so obvious that um, hearing a time when there was no shame and no remorse for what your forefathers and forebearers did, like, that would probably be just, like, existentially, like, like life-changing in that moment, probably. Wow. (laughs) 
sorry, not to, not to put anything on you, but just explaining <laughs> how Rangers and the Dunedain might react to something like that. Okay. Um, but you also could get angry. Like you also like, there's a lot of different ways that your character could react to that particular thing. Um, no, yeah. maybe that like also like instills in you just how much your forebears like screwed up. <laughs> like we could have had this. So there's, so I want you to think about that kind of for a few minutes uh, while we pan to Runa. Runa, what are you doing? As um, you're listening to this or whatever. I mean, she doesn't speak Elvish, so she doesn't really understand, but like gets the vibe of it. Um, There's no I, mistaking the vibe. Yeah. I think after, um, you know, we've experienced kind of so much like of the darkness slowly showing up in the world again, hearing this is a little bit of hope of like, um, you know, the darkness has been expelled and it can be expelled again. Yeah. Yeah, um, you definitely get a hope point. Um, and Berenger, you get also get another hope point. Um, but how how are you feeling? Like, what what is your reaction to, and thought to this? I think yeah, it's it's as you said, where it's at first it's very beautiful and it's hopeful, but there's just part of Berenger that um, is angry about this and the world at large and and this perceived sense of um responsibility that he has um and that that he's born into because of his lineage um and just the surroundings and and seeing the forging of the rings it all just very much reminds him of how this darkness even even though we're in a place of beauty and in hope and and this the song is so beautiful that inevitably it it leads into the darkness again um and how and i i i think he he says something to the to the rest of, of the the fellowship too where he's like um you know just, this song is as much beauty as there is in this room. It's, it's, look at it. Where, where are we? How, when was the last time someone experienced this beauty besides us? This is, this is a ruin. This is the depth sunken into the ground, buried. It's, it's, it's just just a facade. All of this. There is nothing here to be celebrated. This is this is our arrogance. All of our arrogance. A moment of joy is not arrogance. I know it might seem so. Um, I understand your frustration. Um, but uh, I can't help but see it the way it was meant to be. As something beautiful, as a moment of joy. And for all the darkness in the world, if we don't treasure these places and these joyful moments, it should all certainly come to darkness. 
And as Erlen says that, he has written on the cover of his journal, Lasto Ario, which is listen and remember. It is clear that someone has been tending this place and listening and remembering. Yeah, just from like looking at it, you can make the assumption that the the crones and the wise women use this as some sort of ritual space. Mm -hmm. uh, sure. Especially you can imagine if a bunch of humans came across this <laughs> this room and sitting in this chair and didn't know what it was and didn't speak elvish. Just overcome. Yeah. Over, yeah, yeah. So this is definitely uh, some sort of holy place to them, even if they have no context for what it really is. Yeah. I think... I think Hanar will hum the tune just to make sure we all heard the same thing. Oh. Hmm. I'm going to say that you did not. Huh. You each heard... Oh, you what? Each, spicy. You each heard individual songs that gave you specific hope. I think uh, Runa would start to hum what she heard out of curiosity to see, like, if it harmonizes with the part that Hanar heard. Like, if, if layered, it makes a different song. Yeah. And it does. Wow. Now we're going to have to write down the... Yeah, now we're writing <laughs> the song. Yeah. Uh... Bad idea. Would you at least hold that thought? Hold it as a memory for brighter days to come? Suppose. One day, you all here will be the last ones to know the Song of the Elves. And it would honor me for your people to remember. Anyways. <laughs> we just had a freak out moment. Sorry, it's fine. I'm not going to call it out. If nobody else noticed, it's fine. And I think Erlen turns with that and walks out the door. Can, can I call out for yeah. everyone? Yeah, do it. Yeah. So, uh... That means that Erland has decided that they that he's eventually going to go to Valinor. Because this whole time, he hasn't been sure whether he wanted to go or not. But now that he said, someday you'll be the only ones, that means that he's decided, not sure when, but at some point he's decided he will go to Valinor. Just, that's a big character moment. Huge growth. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's very big. Okay. Oh. All right, very good. Uh, so yeah, if you well, yeah. put the cloth bag. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We reset the yeah. room. Yeah. Erlen doesn't. Erlen walked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah fair enough. Yeah. For sure. Take a minute. <laughs> um, I think with that, Erlen finally does untuck the robes. <laughs> We're dry enough now. It's yeah. dry enough in yeah. here. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Continuing on, there are more rooms. Um, I would you like to continue exploring all of these rooms? Do you are you enjoying this particular piece as players? Oh, I'm 
Yeah, I, oh, I'm eating. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, there's okay. no way I'm not going to check out the rooms as we go up the stairs. Okay. I, I am a look in yeah. every room game player. <laughs> I get it, yeah. <laughs> and you made a look in every room character on top yeah. of it. You did. You even, did. even just at the baseline of, like, I want to make sure that we're not leaving someone in one of these rooms to come up behind us. <laughs> like, yeah. A, the rooms are enjoyable and full of wonder, but... Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, we can do the, the shorter more abridged versions of the rooms if we're getting bored with the yeah. the expanded descriptions. Depends but. on what's in the room. Yeah, okay. depends on what's in the room. <laughs> yeah. okay. Okay. If we have a room, room full of muck, we're, we're going to leave. Gonna get Charles Dixon's descriptions of wallpaper, we can skip okay, that. Okay. <laughs> like, let's, but, but, but if there's something cool... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, you go to the next chamber, um, like continuing on up the stairs. Uh, this one has um, like water carved around the edges of it um, and also the door um, the door is kind of a an interesting mixture of different of water in different states like it actually has like ice carved at the bottom and then there's what look like waves but then like there's another part that looks like very still water like a lake or a pond and there's like rain and somehow it all is sort of like this flowing artistic rendition altogether uh, that doesn't make sense, but like you know, it, it makes sense when you look at it. But it's it's just very cool and kind of a flowing, watery, cacophony. Just uh, water, no boats. Yeah, no boats. Mm. <laughs> no boats. Sorry, <laughs> that's point. Judge the artist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, also this door opens. It is not locked. There's not actually locks on any of these doors. So like okay. they're just like this like large like ring entryway handle. Yeah. Is there still a latch or is it just sort of pull closed? Yeah, there's like a little bit of a latch okay. on it so that it's not like blowing open, but there's not there's not like keyholes or anything on any of this. It could be unlatched. I mean, yeah. it's made by dwarves. Yeah, it's, sure. well, it's not going to blow open. No. <laughs> Do no. dwarves build doors that are air resistant? Yeah, of course. If you if you tolerances are good enough on the edges, it fits perfectly and then it's not open. I can imagine that there's some like, especially in like the volcanic mountains, there's probably like very drafts. Like, mm-hmm. that yeah, I was just mountain. trying to picture like why. <laughs> <laughs> all right, can be actually like a lot of wind in caves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, as you come inside, there is um, this room. This room looks like part of the floor has um, like kind of collapsed slightly, um, and uh, the. The walls are still intact, but there is moisture all over this room. So, like, water has started seeping in. Um, In the center of the room, there is what looks like a large marble basin. Um, But it is, uh, it's kind of just mud in the middle now. Um, You would recognize this as similar to um, some elves of great power able to look into basins Mm -hmm. of water and see (laughs) visions of things. Uh Uh-huh. Um, this may have been that once upon a time, um, but it is now filled like there's there's dirt and muck and stuff in this the center here from that looks like it's dripping from the walls and things like this. Um, and uh, it's kind of on a pedestal in the center. There are um, some smaller carved uh, that look like maybe seats around the edge, but like not like 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 stools like carved um in the stone itself and uh 
a bit Hall of Fire, but for water. Yeah, yeah, Hall exactly. of Fire from Rivendell. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're lower than the 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 basin. Mm-hmm. So it was more like people would sit there and watch someone go and, and listen. Yeah, and listen to what they said. Um, some of it is like cracked. Some of it from the from the um, the floor kind of listing. Uh, and, uh, yeah, this room has some, uh, like also accoutrement from the, from the crones, uh, but not, not nearly what the, the room of song had. I think Erlen was untucking their robes and then sees the slanted floor and like, isn't going to go in and then locks eyes on that basin <laughs> and walks straight in Okay, <laughs> and goes straight to the basin. Mm-hmm. Doesn't say anything either. Mm-hmm. Just peer after you. (laughs) Did you find something important, Erwin? I'm not sure. And is gonna, like, try and, like, look and see if it's even, like, whole still, like... The basin is whole. It's now kind of at an angle. Um, On the side, it says see and remember. Mm. Um, But there's mud and muck and... I think as as much of an ego as Erland has gotten, I don't think that their ego is enough that they think that they would be able to see in a reflecting pool. Um, and so I think that they just kind of pat the sides, note the words. Um, this is a reflecting pool for someone of great um, ability uh, to touch the fabrics of the world and see. Mm-hmm. And it said so. It says, uh, just like the chair below, it said, listen and remember. This says, see and remember. Hmm. Interesting. And, um, interestingly, the, um, that word keeps coming up, Tyrio, to see. It's interesting. Is there anything in it? Muck. Um, I am not so wise as to be able to do anything with that. So it's a property of the user and not of the basin. And the water and the... There's a lot of factors. Oh. Perhaps it's a metaphor. See the muck? <laughs> I... I hear you. The only elves that I know that have this ability are in Lorien. a long way from where we are. Indeed. Shall we? Before I get more wet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, As you go up, there is another room. Weird. Uh, Weird. It's a tower. (laughs) It is a tower. Um, uh, This one uh, seems uh, this one has a like figures again. Um, some are there's some human and there are some elves. There's even a dwarf on this one. Um, again, like representations of the the their people, not like specific ones. Um, and uh, if you go in this one, the door is actually kind of plain, um, and it has but it has a singular like humanoid outline on it. 
um, mm. like just the the outline figure, sort of like like the Da Vinci's mm -hmm. like Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, more of a, a study, sort of like how the birds were, like like very accurate. And this is like very accurate of uh, of a humanoid. Here we go. Are we not this time? Oh, do these rooms look like they've been frequented still? Like uh, this one actually more than all the others. Oh. oh. <laughs> Why don't one of you knock? <laughs> I would definitely knock if it looks like people <laughs> have been going in now. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, I'm going to have you roll scan for me. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh -oh. Just, just Runa, or uh, you can all roll scan. Not or, I mean, trying to see like if you hear something. You're, I guess scan still or awareness. awareness? Everyone's better. Well, like you're actually listening specifically for something, so awareness is more like. Okay, I so I crushed yeah. it and got a tag It's just listening. Yeah, you can do both. Either one. Whichever yeah. one's better. I have a mark on awareness, but I don't remember what that means. You roll like favored? It's, it's so, yeah, you get to roll favored. You so, you get to two. roll two d12s and you pick the better one. Ooh. Fancy. And that's what I have for scans. Uh, I got a Tangor. Okay. And I succeeded. Ah. For once, instead of last time, where I only got <laughs> Tangors and then failed. What is the uh, sixes on the d6? Is that a Tangor? Yeah. yeah. That's like a super okay. success. Okay, so I got a Tengor and I got a 18. Okay. Which is, I believe, a success. Yeah. Hanar? No. No. Okay. <laughs> so Hanar coughs at that moment and doesn't hear what everyone else hears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you hear what is very clearly um, a, 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 a like someone swearing under their breath. Carolyn <laughs> <laughs> wrinkles his nose. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they're, like, trying to be quiet. Like, and then they're just like, sitting. Erlen just... Hello? Like, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Erlen was going to just look between Runa... <laughs> well, and Hanar, not knowing that Hanar didn't hear it, and Bad and Deer. Um, I think I probably... Show yourself! The under my breath. <laughs> I can. You are the trespassers here. You should show yourselves. We're not hiding. You are behind the door. Uh, beg to disagree. Why don't we just open the door? <laughs> open <the> door. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the in the center of this room, there's a uh, a very large carved table. Um, and, uh, on it, uh, is carved heel and remember, um, like heel, like healing, not heel, like on your foot mm -hmm. heel. Um, and then on the walls are carved, um, more like anatomical and like almost scientific carvings of different, um, and uh, different species on middle earth. Um, and on the center of this table is... What is left of the ghost bird, and it's a very angry looking. Like the 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 mask is pulled down, and the 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 feather cloak is pulled around them. Um, but you do see like like 
um, the what's left of the other stilt that you had was, is like leaning up against the side of the table. And there are like white pieces of cloth um, that are probably bandages, like sitting off to the side. But they've wrapped the cloak around themselves, so you can't really see them. Friend, we mean you no harm. I know, contrary to our previous encounter, that might seem strange. Um, I am Erland of Midland, and this is Runa. Berendir and Hannah. Well met. My name is Kalia. Um, it's like a, 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 a bit of a femi voice, um, but like a very large, strong build. Um, and uh, they, they reach up and they pull their mask up and you can see um, like a feminine face, um, but like very scarred. Um, and then like they kind of like push back and you could see that uh, she was in the middle of like bandaging her leg um, and trying to to heal from or from the the damage that you did. Well, I suppose since I'm probably going to be losing, my mantle soon. I might as well speak with you. Uh, Mother Wendrith allowed you passage? She did. She uh, escorted us partly, part of the way, but it was quite far, so an otter brought us the rest of the way. Oh, yes, the otters. Yes, well, you did best me in battle and prove that you are worthy of entering the Great Hall. She looks like super kind of angry and disappointed at herself and like a little bitter about it, but like can't do anything about it now. We we would have been happy to have a conversation the other night, but things as it were, I if is there anything I can do to help? She looks sort of baffled, like when you said a conversation would not have proven your worth. There are other ways to prove someone's merit also looks baffled like this is the way it has always been done in the swan fleet since time immaterial there's always been a ghost bird that has been to here to protect this place protect the wise women and make sure that those who enter these halls are worthy as there should be this place needs to be protected but she seems like thankful. Like, yeah, see? Okay. You've done a worthy job. Right. You may we consider uh, means other than fighting to test people who wish to pass. She seems disappointed in you now. She thought you got it, and now you don't get it. <laughs> she, like, looks at you, Baron Deer. Like, you are a fighter. You understand. Yes, I do, uh, but I am also somewhat of a healer, and you look like you're injured. Do, do you need some aid in that? What would you, please, could you? She looks very conflicted at that. If I'm worthy, I will survive. And let me help you prove that you're worthy by helping you survive. 
Very well. Uh, your arrival here means that it may be what is fated. <laughs> Clearly trying to like rationalize this for herself. Yes. Uh, this is the room of healing, so you may heal. Very well. Okay. Here we go. Oh, and I got a 15-16 with a Tengwar. Awesome. Ooh. So is that a success based on your DM? And my uh, 20, yes, it is. Okay. Very okay. much so. Okay, awesome. Uh, very good. So you are able to wrap her wound. Um, and she is going to be... She's not, like, healed. There's no, like, magic healing in the system. It's very realistic healing. But at least uh, the bleeding has stopped... Um, and, uh, she kind of, uh, is able to at least using her other stilt, she kind of starts using it almost as like a cane or a, um, or a crutch and is able to kind of, uh, get down off the table using that. Now that oh. the healing has happened, might we participate in the other rites of this room to remember? Ooh. She, she looks also a little baffled at that. This is... Where the wise women bring those who are ill and sick. Do you know of elvish customs or ceremonies? Erlen points to the table where it clearly says Nesto Ario. It says heal and remember. Oh. Uh, well, I, I, I don't know about that part. I just know that the crones... This is the room that they, they bring the sick and the dying if they think that there might be a chance to, to help them. I think my greater question is, what do you know of this place? Well, this is the holy site of the crones. They have their prophecies that they get from the chair, and they have their, their rituals that they do below for the seeing gods of, this, of, of light. And they and she continues to kind of recite what is very inaccurate interpretations of what these rooms are. Mm -hmm. um, so it is very clear that at some point the ancestors of the crones came upon this place and thought that they understood what these places were. Um, and it seems clear that none of them read Elvish and they didn't even know what these things said, like hear and remember and see and remember, heal and remember... Uh, are not something that she knew. Hmm. You're shockingly correct for clearly not having known the history. This is a room of healing. The place of prophecy is a place for listening. Well, they hear voices there. I'm not allowed ne to near the, the chair. But the... The matriarch of the crones will sit in the chair at certain times of the year and receive, like, prophecy from the Great Ones. And this room is, for whatever reason, if people are treated in this room, they, their, their wounds do not become foul. There's something blessed in this place. Indeed. 
She's very earnest and like believes. I believe that part. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that there's a chair that talks to people upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I need to go have a conversation with the chair. <laughs> no, she's talking about the music chair. Yeah. Oh. So they see that as like, they think it's prophecy. So that's what it is. I thought maybe there was an upstairs place to sit and listen to direct sentences, not. Oh. I mean, we haven't been there yet. I don't know. Maybe. Right. She's not allowed to sit in any of the chairs, probably. So <laughs> That's why she says uh, the floor in the room with all the birds. Yeah. <laughs> how, how were you chosen for this? It is a great honor. And when the, when the ghost bird fails, the, another is chosen. Um, those, uh, we, we, all of us may challenge and we fight together. And the victor, the one who, who is the strongest and the bravest, is chosen to take on the mantle. You see, you see. And uh, protect this place and protect the crones and deal out justice to those in Swanfleet, in the marshlands. Hmm. About how old is this? Um, it's hard to tell. She's had a hard life. So okay. she seems like maybe like late thirties. Um, but as you see, like she underneath the cloak, she's wearing um, like traveler. She's got um, like, uh, like, uh, like leather kind of armor, but some of it's also just kind of traveling clothes. It's very old and it looks like it's been on a lot of different body types and it's been adjusted. Um, and you can see that the, the parts of her skin you do see have lots of scars. I don't, I don't know what to do if I am merely incapacitated. She seems like very confused and like pondering like what to do if there's a ghost bird who's unable to fight but still alive. Well, you haven't been defeated completely, so that means you are still the ghost bird. It is your responsibility to heal and to continue to protect this place. Yes. And to see the wisdom in your survival. Not every failure is death. It must be part of the faded prophecy that I learn a lesson from this and continue. Yes. Yes. And now That's you've learned it. Oh. And now you've learned how better to fight a dwarf. Not from stilts. Yes, that... Generally, the... <laughs> they are much higher from the ground, the ones I fight. It was... Yes. And well done aiming for the legs. Generally, they go right for the beak. She kind of, like, smirks, like, foolish. <laughs> How um, do you hail from? Originally. Oh, from the Swan Fleet. We are chosen of the peoples born here. <laughs> Who else would be able to make their way about? My childhood, I was here. And generally, we are of those who have no families and orphans. 
And the crones come and stage the competition for finding a new... Well, we seek out the crones. I it see. is a, a great honor to be the ghost bird. I see. So, so it's common knowledge in town. That there is a ghost bird? And, and you may... the ghost bird came from the village? And you may attempt to become a new ghost bird someday? Oh. <laughs> it is known that to prove one's worth, you may challenge the ghost bird. Ah. So many of us fight and hone our skills and in the village, and then the greatest of those is allowed to then challenge the ghost bird. Um, the knowledge of then taking over the mantle of the ghost bird is not known. And I myself wasn't quite aware of it until I was a victor, which is a lot to learn in one moment that as you... Uh, Savoring victory, you now have a new occupation. But it was a great honor. And having known the good that the ghost bird does in dealing out justice and helping others, it is... Uh, I, I decided yes and took on the mantle. There may have been those that denied it and perhaps left the swamp. Actually, I can't see the crones letting someone just leave with that knowledge. She decides not to think about that too much. <laughs> Flailing that away yes. later. <laughs> uh, I'd probably pull out some some of our elvish rations and oh. food and hand it over like for your rest. Oh, please. Thank you. Um, but I, I I should warn you that this is perhaps where your journey should end. Uh, even the crones have never been higher in the tower. The crones don't know what this tower was built for. They, they do not. Evidently, they thought it was a place of, of prophecy from the gods. You're saying it is not? Hardly gods. The... Architect of this place was someone very gifted. I would not call them one of the Valar. Even he would scoff at that notion. You know him? <laughs> Hardly. Um, I don't want to pale your understanding or love of this place. It is a wonderful place, and you are a worthy guardian. Thank you. If you wish to know more, I will answer. I... I think I should know what the matriarch has taught me. That is my place, and that is my role as the ghost bird. And I respect that. Know that should you ever wish to know, all four of us have some understanding of what this place was built for. And if you let us ascend, we will leave with all the more understanding. Yeah, you may, may continue. There are the stories of 
The Sleeper. Yes, The Sleeper. That's actually what brought us here. I... As I said, neither I nor the crones have gone higher than this room. There are... There are accursed gods above that have dark power. And I know more than one intruder and also more than one ghost bird have been lost trying to push forward. So whatever sleeps at the top of this tower does not wish to be disturbed. Well, we've never let something like that stop us before. Right. I, we can't have come all this way just to turn around now. And I would like to know what's up in that tower. Arandir? Fortunately, it is my fate to accompany you three. <laughs> so I suppose where you go, I go as well. Don't sound so resigned, aren't you a bit curious? Yes, a bit. Well, with luck, we will see you again. Yeah, you have my sincerest hope for your survival. She does not look hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's, well, yeah, it's just like, thank you. That's very, yeah, that's like, bless your hearts. Like, not, yeah, yeah, not like in the, yeah. like, screw you away, but like, mm -hmm. go team. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, not she like, also thought she was going to beat us. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So. Okay. Uh, Apparently yeah. most people don't even get past the ghost bird part of this challenge. So. Yeah. 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 So. Um, We're already ahead. Yeah. Um, so she starts, she like continues. She kind of uh, like goes over, like there's like some chairs in another part of the room. So she's not on the table in the center anymore. Um, so she seems to feel better because she's not there hoping to be magically healed. So well done. We maimed and then saved the ghost bird. <laughs> she did insist upon being maimed. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Um, right. Just a simple, hello, uh, <laughs> let's have a talk about your intentions here. Could have saved that leg. Yeah. Because but... crones and marsh people are totally known for their logical approach to things. I mean, yeah, you're, you're not wrong, but also tradition demands weird rituals. Also, ritual the things. dice decided that was yeah. going to happen. <laughs> yeah, accurate. Kalia, um, this... um divinity above besides it being slumbering clearly what do you know of it well there are two great statues before you even approach it and the, there are many remains below When I was new to being a ghost bird, there was even a fresh body there, but none of us approach it. It is a skeleton now. But you can see 
there have been many who tried to get past them and failed. I don't know what lies beyond. And the body was just still. It wasn't charred or punctured. Not that I could see. I did not get close enough to... That makes sense, Yes, Mm -hmm. Understandable. And the the crones have forbidden approaching it. For good reason, it sounds. Indeed. Do you ever hear any sounds from above? No. Hmm. It sleeps quietly, then. If it is the sleeper, one would hope. You sleep every day and no one calls you that. That's true. Is Alan saying Runa snores? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. It's the platonic ideal of a sleeper. <laughs> I don't know where yeah. Alan's at. Now I'm only more curious. Yes. All right, then. Kalia, if we survive, we'll be back down this way hopefully soon. Or... We've escaped through the roof. <laughs> and if you hear a loud tumbling, be... run. Yeah. Or screaming. Also screaming. Well, I will tell the matriarch of your fate, whatever it may be. Appreciate it. And thank you for guarding this place. Chicks are a little... Like, a little bit feels like a failure, but mm. I will do my best, as will those who follow me. To our doom, then. Every day. Onward and upward. <laughs> Onwards, indeed. Uh, carefully, though. Yep. Looking <laughs> for statues? <laughs> yep. So, as you continue on up the stairs... Um, you see these uh, two, like, again, like, very large, like, slightly larger than um, than accurate. More like what Hannah probably would imagine the Great Elves of Old to be. They're, like, 10 or 12 feet high. They're not nearly as grand yeah, as the, the ones down below with the sun and the moon. Um, these are carved of black marble um, and in the shape That's of the elves. That's ominous. Yep. <laughs> yeah, nothing but nothing scary about black marble. Come on, um, and then um, there are words carved like on the floor between them. They're on both sides of the stairs, and then it's in Elvish, and it's and it says, uh, "Let me bring this up so we can read it well." Um, uh, let there be no sorrow. Let there be no mourning. Like mourning, like like mourning for a person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let us dance once more before the world's ending. Speak your name, and that which is yours shall be restored. And then that's like as you're approaching them, and then you see between the two statues, there are in fact a bunch of bones. Like multiple <laughs> people worth of bones. Uh, Erland reads the text aloud for everyone to hear at the moment that they see it. Speak your name aloud. And what is yours? Does this mean anything to you, specifically? Does it mean anything to me? Uh, Roll scan for me. Oh, God. 
Scan. So good at looking at things, guys. Yeah. I mean, or you can roll lore as well. <sighs> That's fine. You're the best. It's okay. Because <laughs> you're looking at these statues to, to see if you recognize them, so both are good. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I rolled favored. <laughs> That's an I otherwise, but I roll favored, so we're good. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, I succeed with a Tanguar. Okay. Um... It's a little hard to tell because they are black marble, but like looking at this, this is Celebrimbor. And then the other statue is the apprentice from the hallway down at the bottom of the thing. Oh, that don't, guy. Don't trust this person. Poor girl. Um, Erlen looks to the one that's Celebrimbor and just stares at it for a very, very long time. And then looks to the other one and specifically because uh, downstairs he had pointed out the apprentice points to it and uh, this is this is that protege again. I am very concerned and have been for a moment that that is the sleeper. Mm. I agree, but not that. Not the actual statue, no, the, the person. Yes. And you don't know their name? I've never heard of this person. Have well, if they've never left this place, that would explain why. Have elves been known to sleep for generations? Not that I know of. Hibernation isn't a thing? No. Right? Okay. The bones. Is there any sign of? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead. What, yeah. caused, what caused the bones? Uh, like, have they been here? They've obviously been here a while, but is there any particular like arrangement? Are there any blood force trauma marks on like the skulls, or like are they broken? Like, what what did they generally look it, like? It doesn't look bones? like that. It, like, it looks like they fell, like where they were of just died instantly like there are no uh. there are no uh like bones that seem to be broken other than like with age or maybe like 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 they hit the floor in their meat sacks and then the meat sacks decayed like there wasn't nothing bad hit them first right. yeah they don't okay. seem to be all dismembered and no. scattered no i mean it looks like some of them may have got knocked over when someone else died there mm -hmm. but there's no yeah they haven't been uh through physical trauma that is apparent through their remains. Something strange is afoot. Those remains, it's as if they fell and stayed there until they became what they are now. As if their life was snatched from them. And as if they were sleeping. Oh. Hmm. Are there any, like, marks on the statues or, like, I don't know, openings or things that look like <laughs> poison your... gas might come out? <laughs> Permanent sleeping I take gas. my 10-foot pole. Yeah. Uh, roll scan for me. Okay. It's like, something has to be killing these people. <laughs> I mean, it could just be magic, I guess, but... Ireland is starting to walk closer to these statues, to be very clear. <laughs> oh. <Ooh. laughs> Tentatively. 
Just very tenuously. Um. Uh-oh. I did not succeed. Okay. The dice uh -oh. said no. Uh, nothing bad happened, but I just didn't succeed. Um, then no. Okay. You don't see anything. Um, as you get closer, Erland, you're feeling your body get heavier. Huh. Like it's kind of, a, it's it's almost now like you're walking on like sand. Mm -hmm. Like that, that how you have to walk, work harder to walk on sand than like solid yeah, yeah, ground. Yeah. Whole chestedly. Mm-hmm. Kind of abruptly, because he doesn't announce that he's feeling this feeling, but the moment that it sinks in that there's something other than just, I'm tired and it's been a long day of walking, he shouts his name. I am Erland of Mithland. I'm here to see the sleeper. That echoes like in the hallway very dramatically. Erland looks to the statues. And the feeling does not dissipate. All right. And Erlen turns tail and starts to walk backwards. There's something. Sorry. I was trying something. It was a mistake. Right there. And Erlen points to like just five feet ahead of them. I began to feel lethargy take me. Hmm. Hmm. Specifically, did you yell your name in Elvish? I mean, Ireland is Elvish. Well, yeah, but the rest of the... No, but I could... It's not that different. And I... everyone's name is their name, I would assume. Sure. Who makes a riddle in languages? <laughs> I'm gonna shade Tolkien for a minute, it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to say... Uh, I want you... This is like a moment that there's not exactly a thing. I'm just gonna have you roll like... Hmm. Riddle? Lore? Riddle would be fine. Lore, too. Either one of those things. Please, lore. You can be quick <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. Made a very literal character. Riddles yeah, yeah, are not his fine. strong suit. Oh, wow. Okay. We are in business. That is a success with two Tanguars. It suddenly oh, occurs to you that in your bag you have the handwritten history of... I do. Middle Earth from Lord Elrond. Ah. <laughs> I pull that bad boy out. I like in a flurry, like pack down, rummaging through the bag immediately, mm -hmm. find it, unwrap it from the leather that's keeping it safe from all the water. Yeah. And start flipping through yeah. it. Uh, and you do get to the part that speaks of the making of the rings. Mm -hmm. And it Whoa. speaks of uh, Celebrimbor and his apprentice, uh, Calameldon. Oh, no, Middle Earth, Wikipedia to the rescue. <laughs> and that's not going to be in there. <laughs> um, Erland is like frantically flipping through the book and like stops, finger down the page, pointing at Tanguar runes that only two other people of this party can truly read. Um, Calameldon. Oh. And points to the, the statue 
of the apprentice. That's the Calameldon is their name. Hmm. So right. Think, so we need to speak their name. Yes. Their names. Ray, what were you gonna say? Sorry, I want to make sure we're not because yeah. you're not here. It's hard to hear sometimes. So that's all here. Don't don't worry about. No, what were you saying? I was gonna say right. Uh, are we ready to to meet this Lemendron? I would love a word. Hannah. Uh, yes, I. Hmm. What's troubling you? No, I... I still fear ending up as our predecessors mm. here. Mm -hmm. You went as far as you did and were able to come back. Perhaps these people were alone if they succumbed to the lethargy that you described. There was no one to pull them back. my studies that have led us to this point, so I am going to walk back through. Please pull me back if I start to slow down. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tie a rope around you. <laughs> yep. Yep. Perfect. Yes, absolutely. Erlen just lets this happen. And into the slow threshold. Um, the moment that it begins to sink in again, does it? Mm -hmm. I'm going you to start, assume it yeah, does. Yeah, you start feeling that's <laughs> that. Um, Erland says with a very similar gusto, less panic this time. Calibrimbor and Calameldon, we beseech your knowledge. Uh, the minute you say Calameldon, you feel it like pull, like it just disappears. It's almost like you almost like stumble forward because it like is just suddenly gone. I'm assuming you feel that. Yeah, probably on the rope. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it, are you okay? <laughs> Did it work? Yes, that's the name, Calameldon. Hmm. Okay. Magic word. Step uh, lightly. Points to the bones as Erlen steps around them. Yeah, and Runa will go next mm -hmm. now that we know what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, do I, I start to feel the same? Yeah, lethargy? you start to feel that same feeling. Um, and she'll just call out, Kelameldon. And <gasps> that is so cool. It works. That's a terrible bit of magic. It is. Quite terrifying. Why would they have crafted such a thing? Safeguards. Not sure what. I'll hustle after. Okay. And uh, well. yeah, okay. Uh, you all get through. Um, and yeah, you kind of have to step over the bones of yeah. many, many 
many people. Yeah, more souls that just didn't uh, know. Yeah, and some uh, and some dust right that way. may at once have time been bones, like thousands it's been of a years. While, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and you get through there um, to what used to be um, like a balcony, and it it's it it had like a a, a shade that was like. In it, but then it was like a large window that must have been a beautiful view at one point. Um, but it now, like the the marsh, kind of came in and then hardened, mm-hmm. so it's kind of sealed a little bit near the top. You can kind of see um, like a little bit of light. Like this must be like now that you've come up through most of the tower, you're probably about the surface of the marsh. So there's a little bit of light coming in there, um, and uh, yeah, there's some stairs. Um, like you come in and it's like, ha- it's, it's a kind of a half circle shape. Um, so like this large balcony and then up on the opposite side, kind of, uh, parallel to where you are, there's stairs going up to what would be the rest of kind of the circle that is on a, another level. Um, and here, this is, uh, like, d- like beautifully decorated for like what you'd expect, like a beautiful patio. There are lounge chairs and elvish kind of style like fainting couches and things like that all over this space um and again like birds like lots of beautiful like carved birds everywhere um and uh yeah does it look lived in no yeah it it looks like it was made for someone to live in and it was never used dusty very Mm-hmm. Um, mold in different places because of the moisture. Um, yeah. Are there, there are, are there any remains in here? No. Okay. I mean, it looks like there's like bits of like like animals maybe have crawled through or things like that, but no, no but not people, people that yeah. made it through the statues. Okay. There's some cobwebs and Back stuff. Along. Yeah. Well, we've made it this far. This is not my forte, this part. Um... I'm going to uh, carefully move forward and check the stairs for traps. And mm-hmm. if I start feeling weird, <laughs> yell. Okay. <laughs> uh, you do not. Okay. Um, the, the stairway looks... Unused. Unused. Yeah, there is dust all over it. Um, cobwebs. Um... It looks like there might be some little nests of some sort of rodent in different parts of it. Um, And then at the top, it's a very short staircase. It's like maybe like seven or eight steps. And it goes up and there's a beautiful, like, like the other doors in this building were beautiful, but this one is just stunning. And it has what is, it looks like a sunset with birds flying in front of the sunset. Um, and it's a double door. And this one is locked. Oh, um, okay. And it's just, like, carved around the edges. And there are uh, <laughs> there are two C's, like, it, in Elvish, in Teguar. It's, but it's the, the equivalent of the letter C. But there's two of them, and they're entwined. And they're carved around the edge of this door. Um, what type of lock is it? Does it look like it takes a key? Um... Uh it looks like it, yeah, it would take a key. Okay. 
there some significance to the, the seas? It's someone who was obsessed with their master. Calamaldon. Calabrimbor. Hmm. Obsessed. Do you think this place was made as a monument after the master was lost? I don't think so. This very much predates Celebrimbor's death. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Wasn't it, it was said to be created to protect his greatest treasure. Oh. No. Maybe Calibrimbo wasn't as lonely as we all thought he was. This may just be a tomb. Or a monument. Or a monument. How do we feel about me picking this lock? I think you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need to hear. <laughs> we went up a lot of stairs to get to this point. Just wanted to make sure it wasn't rude. Uh, the it may I absolutely could. be rude, but it's happened. But it's happening. Like, Apparently, I said I could. <laughs> I consulted with an elf. I swear it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I'm going to try to pick the lock. Okay. Dice, please behave. Uh, and I'm going to use a hope point. Okay. Sounds good. Do it. In fact, can we also add a fellowship point to this? Oh, so that does the, the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. your hope point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there okay. you go. Come on, lock picking. Ooh, that's a real good thing that the dice, those dice said good things because that one didn't do a good job. But I <laughs> succeeded very well with okay. the Tanguar, despite this one's best attempts. So you, uh, you pick this lock. And you hear it click, and then you hear what sounds almost like gears from inside both of these double doors. Like click, 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 like moving. And then there's like a thump and, a, of, and like a puff of dust from around the edges of the doors. And then they kind of swing open inward with like a great creak. Like these things have not been opened in generations. Um, and you walk into a beautiful room that is covered uh, in white marble. And this one does have drapery all over it. And somehow through time, like it, like the, the drapes and the, this beautiful elvish cloth has not really like, like deteriorated. It's still hanging perfectly. Um, beautiful white marble floor. And in the center of this room, there is a, uh, what, what looks like a glass casket with a figure laying in it. And in front of there is a, like, almost like a, a music stand type thing with a large, um, like a book on top of it. Queer Elvish Sleeping Beauty now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good. Book is definitely going to be looted. <laughs> Since already. Ireland? Right. 
inside this glass casket, the body looks well kept, preserved. Like a sleeping, like okay. a incredibly handsome elf with long golden hair and looks like he's sleeping. Like you can see that from far away. Like it's a, gl- it's it's yeah. like, like crystal. So. Very tenuously, Erlen steps into this room. And looks at the person in the case. Do they resemble the statue? Yeah, it's... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. It's Cal Meldon. And then is going to go to the book that is mm-hmm. there. Uh, Read it. Yeah. Um, it is closed, so you have to open it first. And it is, um, like, metal. It has uh, uh, what feels like wooden um, binding that's covered with a very fine layer of gold. Um, and it has the symbol with the two C's on it again. Um, and you open it, and it is in... It's handwritten. Um, and it's a basically from Celebrimbor. And says, uh, if you are reading this, you have woken up. It is my my sincerest hope that I will be reunited with you again, my love. Much time has probably passed. We know now that the serpent who bit you was... one of darkness, which is why you were not able to heal, even with the great abilities of our people. I have had my dwarvish allies build this tower to protect you in your sleep, in my hopes that someday when the world is at peace again, I will be able to dedicate the time to healing you so that you may once again awaken. Till then, rest well, my darling. You will always be in my heart. Kilibrimbor. At this point, Erlen's just crying. <laughs> just dead-faced, standing there reading this book. Crying. Oh. Carolyn closes the book, takes a long look at Calameldon. You see on his hand a stunning ring that is very clearly made of mithril um, and is in the style of the, the forged rings of before. We need greater healers than we have among us. Could any restore? Calameldon was bitten by a serpent of darkness and was placed here for safety. If the ancient elves and the greatest crafter the elves have known in thousands of years had no way to restore him, what? What hope do we have today? 
There are great healers among our peoples. It has been a long, long time. It's not impossible. I mean, should we transport him back to Midland? That's a long way. I feel that he only needs a little while to get on a ship. Indeed. And hopefully... I'm also going to point out that you Yes, Lorian's really cool. Yeah, sorry. I just that... don't know people in Lorian. <laughs> <laughs> well, my thought is, like, do we put him on a boat yeah, in that's... the case, and perhaps he gets help when he gets to Valinor? He doesn't need help in Valinor. Well. There's no pain in Valinor. I, that's the hope to restore him. And his love. Hopefully it's not a long wait in the halls of Mandos. I just don't know how to bring this case without changing anything. I'll investigate, you know, the edge of the plinth and Mm -hmm. see if there's any... It's sitting on top of a marble marble car. But it doesn't seem connected in any way. No, not in a way. Sorry, it's a bug. It's trying to... Is, is there burnish. anything else of interest in the room, like besides the glass pan and book? Um, uh, on the walls, um, it seems almost as if this was made specifically for uh, Kelamil Dunn's interests. Evidently, he really loved birds. <laughs> um, go figure. Yeah, go figure. Um, but there are also... Um, books and like more things that Celebrimbor wrote and had for him here. So um, if you look around, uh, there are like paintings that were done of places that uh, Celebrimbor really loved. Um, There are uh, like funny stories uh, about uh, like it seems at one point uh, Celebrimbor wanted to fly so badly that he, like, he was very clearly an incredible crafter, almost to the ability of Celebrimbor, because he was, like, the protege, um, that he tried to create mithril wings, and they were only somewhat successful at flying. <laughs> um, so he really, he he loved birds. <laughs> um, and it seems that he um, also, like, at one point helped... Uh, design like specific anchors for some of the ships mm. and things like that um as a metalsmith uh just beyond anything that probably exists today um and there are also some um uh, uh more kind of like uh, there's it's not quite a diary of Celebrimbor but it's more like musings like longer like this is what he wanted uh Kelemeldon to know when he woke up um and it's basically kind of describes um the forging of like they were working on forging the rings and it seems that Kelemeldon and Celebrimbor were falling in love and uh that 
Sauron wasn't pleased with the delays. So, uh, like, what happened was Anatar slash Sauron uh, took the form of a snake and bit uh, Kelameldon to try and get him out of the picture so that Celebrimbor would focus on forging the rings. So Kelameldon did not actually see the rings completed. Um, and then there's a passage that uh, Celebrimbor is talking about um, the ring that Kelameldon forged to make himself fall asleep. You know, and there's a, it's, it's sort of, it's very personal. It's like more letters to him um, talking about, uh, you know, upset that Kelameldon didn't want to go to Valinor because it seemed clear after it wasn't healing, like, okay, we'll just send yeah, you just to Valinor. Yeah. And uh, Kelmeldon did not want to leave. He did not want to leave Celebrimbor, and he did not want to leave Middle-earth at the time. Um, so he forged his own ring to make himself sleep. Um, and so Celebrimbor found him here in Swanfleet, because this is where Kelmeldon went to try and find a place to sleep where Celebrimbor wouldn't put him on a boat to leave. Mm -hmm. um, and instead, uh, Celebrimbor built this around where he had fallen asleep. So Kelmeldon doesn't even know that this tower is here, if he wakes up. <laughs> yeah. So it's the ring. And Friends. this is not this glass mm. case. Yes. Is it really our place to interfere with his resting place? This is not permanent rest. But he's, when you wake up, it'll be a completely different world from what he knew. And the person who erected this tower and wrote all of these letters and strove so wholeheartedly to bring him back into the world will be in Valinor. But according to these letters, he didn't want to go to Valinor. Do you think sending him there or waking him? What's what is the the answer here? I... He wanted to stay for love. And from what I can tell, his love is gone. And to that end, it seems as though that was his purpose. I hear your wisdom. I fear that waking him would be the death of him. But if we send him to Valinor, he will live. And I will not leave him here as the rest of my people leave these shores and sever him from ever being able to see Celebrimbor again. 
That certainly seems a terrible fate. Yes. Well, so do we. As I see it, we can take him with us when we leave this place and bring him to those who would get him to Valinor, or we leave him here where he's safe until we find someone who to take him to Valinor. Or do we take him somewhere to see if we can heal him so that he may journey of his own choice? Then we need Lothlorien hmm. and the deeper knowledge of the elves. That seems wise to me. <sighs> All right, then. I leave him to rest for now. And we strive to wake him to ask. Or at least find out if anyone thinks they might be able to help. Yes. At the very least, his people will know where they are, where he is now. Yes. <laughs> From what I can tell, no one has known for centuries who he is or why he is here. I think Celebrimbor kept him a secret. I would. Yes. Are there any left here that? We're here at this time? Yes, in Lorien. Oh. Well, and you've met others. Um, Lord Elrond, Right. Yeah. I, perhaps we dispatch letters in all directions. Yes. One of them may have come to some knowledge. Along the roads up the river, everywhere we can get them. Agreed. And we warn the ghost bird. There will be more. More outsiders. And maybe try not to fight them. They won't be able to get in. We'll tell them how. Tell the ghost bird how. No. We'll tell the whoever we send letters to. Oh, yes, yes of course. All right. <laughs> and Erlen stares at that glass case and has like a whole <laughs> moment. Mm -hmm. um, he looks just like very peaceful sleeping. You can see, uh, if you look very closely, like, down by his ankle, there are, like, two dark puncture wounds. Um, yeah. And then that beautiful ring. And he looks absolutely nothing like Meren, and is Meren in this moment. And Erlen turns and leaves the room with such determination. 
Can I copy down the script on the ring? Uh, there is no writing on this ring. Oh, okay. It's um, it's it sort of is in the shape of uh, it almost looks like like wings of a bird, um, but uh, it's just like wrapped around. It's just decorative. Okay. So um, the of the rings of power, the one ring was the one that had like script on it. Okay. So the elven rings didn't have didn't have well, script at all. You said it was in the style of I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the the elvish rings. So that shot where they're like the three of them holding out their hands and that beautiful little Galadriel ring, the shiny. Yeah. yeah. So like that. So it's much more decorative. Um, but it's mithril. It's. Well, it's not like I'm going to rob him. I'm, no, I know. I just wanted to observe it. No, <laughs> I, I was more like like the shining is like like so beautiful and like like beyond silver and things like that. Um, yeah. If I were another character in another game, 100% as soon yeah. as everybody leaves. <laughs> it would have been a bad day. Yeah. But... Um, no. no. Uh, uh, you, well, maybe both of you, Erlen, you might know too. Berenger, you might know too, just because, like, as, like, the the ancestors of those who've held the rings and those who kind of find a lot of shame in it, um, generally... Uh, like rings have power, which is one of the reasons the part this part of the tower probably is still as strong as it is. Um, but uh, generally, if they're removed from the wearer, like they still have the power of the place, but that might wake them up if you wanted to speak with them. I, I wouldn't want to do that until we consult others about helping with who knows how far the poison of this serpent progressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm sure he yeah. didn't just have this ring on hand ready to be like, oh, I've been bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, yeah. What do I do when I get bit by the thing? Right. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Quick, put on the emergency ring. Yes. <laughs> Man, imagine the implications of, like, using rings like that in battlefield medicine. Yeah. Like, how you could you could just be like, okay, you're just in suspended animation. Go yep. home and get yeah. better. And mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I think seeing how uh, Erlen leaves the room, Runa would uh, give them a minute and then follow out to make sure that he's doing okay. He's sitting on the balcony looking at this dusty, gross room. Yeah. (laughs) Then she comes and sits, like, near you in another chair. Are you all right, my friend? Before we walked up here, I was on the precipice of thinking I knew what I was supposed to do next. And yesterday I thought I was on a different precipice of that same thing, and now now I know. I didn't say enough when my friend was still here. I let days become years without enough words. And then I see this. And I would fly there myself if I could see him. You will. 
Maybe you didn't say in words what you meant to, but I see how your actions speak for you. I'm much louder now than I used to be, <laughs> and I know exactly who to blame. <laughs> I am a bad influence. An excellent one. Thank you for that. Whatever I can do to help you get where you need to go, all you have to do is ask. What an incredible journey this has been. It smells in here. It does. I do hope that he doesn't have to wake in here. As lovely as that room is and filled with such beautiful things. Hanar. I think Hanar will come out and close the door mm -hmm. and see if he can relock it. Yeah, and Baron, you're, you're coming out. Oh, I'm assuming yeah, <laughs> you're not walking. Baron. You stay here and guard him. So you're the lock of Dorian now. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll come out to the balcony. That's right. Wow. Smells nice out here. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoy it. Someone should. Some were born for outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did not anticipate oh. this would be a rescue mission. But I can't say I'm disappointed that it is. I would like to spend some time analyzing now that we can approach and get all around the mm. guardian statue mm -hmm. to see if there's anything I could learn about how those were made or mm -hmm. anything like that. So you're, uh, after everyone's out, you're closing and dwarf locking the doors again. Well, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or I'd ask Runa since she's familiar yeah, yeah. with the mechanism to, yeah. to do it. Um, yeah, you go down there and it just seems... Like some sort of enchantments. Hmm. But there doesn't appear to be any like crafting marks of this enchantment or anything? No. Okay. The, this, the statues were carved by the dwarves who carved the rest of this and made the rest of this place. Um, but the magics on it, that is not dwarven magic. I think seeing Hanar look at it, um, Erlen does say, Celebrimbor was one of the greatest enchanters and smiths and other things that have ever lived oh hi i was hoping to learn a little bit of his talent i think today we just did hmm. we're gonna scare the hell out of that ghost bird mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> uh -uh. so we're going to um Kind of epilogue a little bit since we're we're near time for tonight. Um, so you're gonna uh, let the ghost bird that you are you. There are people who are coming um, who are worthy, and um, are you gonna tell them what's in the top of the tower? Something the very ghost precious. Birds? Yeah, the ghost yeah, bird. no. Okay, <laughs> I think I think it's very ambiguous. Yeah. Okay. something worth guarding. Okay. Um, 
they take your word for it. You were able to get past those statues, so they are like like uh, Kalia is is almost in reverence of you. Like she thinks again, like this place is tied to the gods, and you were able to walk to where even the matriarchs of the crones have not been able to walk. So she, whatever you say, absolutely. Um, and absolutely. Uh, and uh, yeah, you leave the tower the same way you came in, going back through down and then back up that side tower. Um, and uh, I think, uh, Baron Deer, I it seems like you have uh, paid your paid your debts to Leorin, and then some. Definitely have have been through this. So, uh, are you are you taking your leave? Yeah, I think um, what I will do is um, I'll speak to the rest of the party. And um, since we're looking for healers um, and those with the power to sort this, I can kind of go off in one direction, uh, maybe towards, I'll leave it to you, Lord Master, uh, specific direction the, to to search for those healers or to, or to speak with them. Um, but maybe if I do run into Lorian along the way, um, I, I think what Baron Deer is, is feeling in this moment is, or is reflecting on, on his ride out is, um, the words of hope or the, the point, the hope that the song, uh, Ireland said is a point of hope and he's still wrestling with that in his mind as uh, as he rides and thinks about how his entire life or up to this point he has viewed it as sort of like a cursed existence as as someone who was from this uh, the remnants of a once great empire and um, how there is still this beauty and love and hope that he witnessed that maybe for the first time in a long time, he felt that too. Um, Yeah. Beautiful. Love it. Um, And uh, our ranger, Baron Deer, rides off into the ranger sunset. So thank you for joining us for a couple sessions of this campaign, right? Um, That was... <laughs> Hold on one Thank second. Thank you for having me. No problem. Um, as the rest of you are uh, starting to, uh, uh, you've taken your leave of Baron Deer and uh, you're making your way uh, through the Swan Fleet, um, you're going to suddenly feel like you're being watched. And then out of some trees walks an elf. And they look at you and like, you are the hardest people to find. And we're going to stop. (laughs) (laughs) We are hard people to find. Yeah, We looked at a map and went, what if we go into the middle of a swamp? (laughs) Distant from all other places. Yeah. Yeah. The middle of nowhere. Oh, amazing. All right. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for another session of The Unsung Tales. Uh, I'd like to thank our chat mods for their incredible hard work. Thank you, James V. Um, and thank you to everyone who joined us tonight. 
um, live or later, whichever one, your only two options. Uh, thank you to our amazing Patreons who keep us ad-free and independent. It's because of you. We get to play games without worrying about advertising or sponsorships. We get to play how and what we like, and we love that. Thank you so much. You can join their heroic ranks at happyjacks.org slash Patreon. Um, let's go ahead and go around and introduce ourselves. We'll start with Dave again. Uh-huh. Uh, once again, I have been Kadave. Uh... Super curious about random swamp elf. <laughs> swamp elf. <laughs> like, that's a whole thing now. Um, Fire dwarf. Swamp elf. Right? Yeah, there you go. It's different. Yeah, the festival. two opposites. They yeah. balance the universe yeah. together. Uh, um, uh, as far as other things going on in the world, uh, there is one remaining weekend of the Southern California Renaissance Pleasure Fair. Uh, if you come out to said fair this next weekend. Uh, stop by the Rogue's Reef stage, and I will be there. And, uh, yeah, see the Poxy Boggards perform, see the Merry Wives of Windsor perform, you see Sportive done. Tricks perform all on the Rogue's Reef stage, uh, and, uh, yeah, come by, have a craft beer in the back of the place, and enjoy your afternoon. It's supposed to be less hot than last weekend, so, yay. Nice. Although weather reports are just made of lies. Yeah, they are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone, uh, Kimmy, Dave, guys, Matt, that was a blast. I am so glad to have played in those two short sessions. Um, thank you for having me, Kimmy. That was this session was impeccably placed, uh, paced rather, impeccably paced, and um, really just yeah, really cool, really cool. Super defied expectations, very awesome. Um, so glad I had a chance to play. Uh, my name is Ray. I am a writer, educator, and publisher uh, of TTRPGs, among other things. You can find my work at www.myth.works. And yeah, I will throw it over back to, I'll go to Samantha. Oh, oh, oh. no, that's me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Sam. I have been Runa of Bree, your friendly neighborhood um, tomb lock picker uh, this week. Uh, you can find me on the internets at Red Pandroid um, and here on Mondays playing this incredible game. Kimmy, I loved, loved, loved getting to explore every single room in this place. It's so good. <laughs> <I'm> so glad. <laughs> Um, and if you feel so inclined and want to see weird stuff I create, you can go to my shop, stearnastore.com, where you can find, um, all kinds of clothing, including this t-shirt, which introverts might need, that says, warning, no people, and a bunch of threatening things in increasingly smaller text. <laughs> so you can warn people that they should go away. Yes. <laughs> see, really, that's what the ghost bird should have worn. I think yeah, it would have been much exactly. more effective. This is my dog walking shirt when yeah. I go outside. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> It super totally reminds me of like the the warning radiation label yeah, on the top yeah. of the thing from Aliens. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, Alien, yeah like skulls on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So people know Great. that you don't want to talk to them. Yeah, go away. Okay. Except for these people. <laughs> these people. Yeah. Oh, I guess it's me now. Hi, hello. I'm Kai. I never go last. This is very confusing. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm Kai. I have been Ireland of Mithland. Uh, you can find me on all social media platforms as Estelle of Imladris doing a lot of this, though never as juicy and romantic as this <laughs> single session of Tabletop was. Um, thank you, Kimmy, for that. Oh my god. Open the door for me to just gush. Um, you can find me back here in a week um, and 
Uh, I am a founding member and producer and performer for a podcast called The Lore Brewery, where we uh, try a bunch of different game systems. Right now, we are playing 5e. We are playing a fairy tale game called Far, Far Away, where I play a horrible teenage boy uh, <laughs> who really likes ice. Uh, it is a game about fairy tales, and it's all the fairy tales that you knew growing up and maybe some you didn't know, twisted into fantasy uh, in a world full of high fey politics and the politics of existing in a world controlled by the fey. Um, it's wild. You should check it out. It is wherever you get your podcast. You can find it at Lore Brewery. Um, and outside of that, I also was the costume designer for a little web series that you might have heard of called The Party. Yeah. Uh, that was wildly successful. Completely surpassed all of our expectations. Please go check it out. All, all episodes are now available on YouTube, it has all kinds of people from the tabletop community in it, as well as it just being about a group of friends that play tabletop together. So uh, go check it out. Uh, you can also find everything for that at Party Web Series, wherever you go on social media ever. Uh, and that's plenty for me. Please take me, take us home, Kimmy. <laughs> take us away from me, Kimmy. <laughs> all right. Uh, hi, I'm Kimmy. Um, I have been your lore master for this game. Um, you can find me at Golden Lasso Girl everywhere on social media, or if you at Happy Jacks RPG, that's also me. Um, you can find the games that I design at GoldenLassoGames.com. And uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, we'll ha be at Strategicon if you're in Los Angeles area for Memorial Day weekend. Um, that's at the Hilton LAX in two weeks. Oh, God, that's two um, weeks from now. Yeah. And I I'm actually having my first booth selling my stuff at the first time so Ooh. I'm nervous I have like banners and stuff go buy her out guys yeah go buy my stuff it'll be great um, or play in my games I'm also running a bunch of games there if you want to play in a game with me um, so you can sign up for those at uh, strategicon.net mm -hmm. yes I remember that um, and yeah uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us join us next Monday night at 7pm for the next session of this game um, if you want to catch up on past episodes, you can visit happyjacks.org slash unsung tales without the the. And if you want to find all the systems that we've played, actual plays, there's like more than 25 systems now. Um, you can, all the other IPs for the Happy Jacks network, you can visit happyjacks.org. And uh, thank you so much. And we will see you next week. And thank you so much, Ray. It has been amazing having you at the table. Um, Thank you. We are very excited that you have so many incredible opportunities that have come up. And even though they've taken you away from our table already, but uh, you have to be back, you promised. So not for this campaign, but in the future. I definitely will be. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. This show is a product of the Happy Jacks RPG Network. Visit happyjacks.org for more information and to find all our streams and podcasts.